Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Find Panadol Rapid 80 Caplets for just $14.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Monday, 14th of November, Izzy Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Kempe, he's back home. What a weekend, mate. Oh. Shop coming down. Loved it. Yeah, mate. You talk, you, you're talking about you loving it. Mate, hospitality king, the daggies. Unbelievable, brother. And what a spot. Seriously. Or hooker. Beautiful piece of uh, Finua out there for you, brother, and your 10 acres and your... You've got to set up, I'm telling you now, Daggy. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, but I enjoyed it. Loved it. Yeah, nice R&R, mate. It was good to have you down in Ototei Christchurch. Had a good Saturday uh, with you. And then, obviously, yesterday, had a cruisy day on the couch. Plenty of sport to watch. The UFC. Oh, hell. That was huge. That was huge. I'll just give you a quick update what we've got going on in the show today there, Kempe. Uh, big show. Kiwis agonisingly falling short at the Rugby League World Cup. Plenty of key moment, moments that the Kiwis 
weren't able to nail throughout uh, that, that performance against Australia, going down by two points. And uh, we're going to talk about it just after 7 o'clock. Just after 7 o'clock. So uh, looking forward to ripping into it. Ken, Pete, you watched it. We watched it here at home. And, well, there's lots of opportunities to get that win and put Australia away. And I've just seen that Jordan Rapana moment when he was about, what was it, half a foot in front of the kicker? Half a foot. Half yes, foot had, to ta- had to take a step back, mate. You just, just take sit. a step <laughs> what those coaches always say just don't get too ahead of yourself and well it was half a foot ahead and that just cost the kiwis as moses leota had a hell of an offload to set up a try but nah wasn't able to get that one done and then in the 72nd minute when uh, peter Hiku went agonizingly close australia woke they got the job done and samoa got the job done so kempi after seven o'clock gonna hear from you and no doubt the phone lines will get going too because everyone at home will have their say. And then after that, CKB went two from four at UFC 281 at Madison Square Garden. Carlos Olberg with probably the knockout of the night. And Dan the Hangman Hooker had classy wins. But it was Brad Riddell and our very own champion, Izzy Artesanya. Courtney Tidy was uh, in New York and will join us at 740-ish. And that performance, I don't know if you've seen, Kempi, but the scorecards of being released from Izzy's fight, and he was ahead by two points, um, three rounds to one. So he was about three and a half minutes away from retaining his uh, his world title. But hey, it's not his moment. Pereira did what he needed to do and got the job done. So we'll hear from Courtney at 7.40. Blackburns, ah, how good. They are world champions. Probably one of the most proudest moments I've ever witnessed. The hardest road possible to World Cup glory has been overcome. One of the best on the show this entire tournament was Stacey Flula, and hopefully she'll answer her phone, Kempi, because she's celebrating. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So I hounded her yesterday, and I said, hey, you reckon you could answer your phone at eight? And she was like, yeah, yeah, but I'll probably uh, you know, be a bit tired. I don't know what they did last night. They went to Graham Henry's house in Waikiki Island, and look, I'll forgive her if she doesn't answer her phone. It's 8 o'clock, but uh, we've got her coming on, and she's one of the standouts for sure. And then Kirsty Stanway to talk Black Ferns, as she did an awesome, stellar job there on for World Rugby, calling all the action for the sideline commentary and asking some poignant questions after the match. So Kirsty Stanway, Movember, Kempi, but a big weekend of sport. Big moment. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, the Black Ferns, mate, like we were celebrating the Black Ferns today. That's what everybody in Aotearoa wants to talk about. And uh, I guess from England's perspective and, and me just watching it, they tried everything they could to win the game the way that everyone thought they, they wanted to win the game, which was through their forward back and their oh, tight yeah. five and just dominating that, their hooker. She scored three tries um, <laughs> on the back of that um, mall that they've got there. But... Then our girls, uh, ladies, started to uh, they decided to move the ball a little bit, and that yeah. try of Stacey Flula's down that left edge was unbelievable. <laughs> Seriously, so set the place alight, and that didn't just set the place alight, but I think it set it set our ladies alight. And that them getting home that last line out win, like honestly, a fairy tale. And you're dead right. You just said it, the hardest road to win it. 
They had to get yeah. past the French. They had to get past the world champs. And no one picked them to get past England. But I take my hat off to um, our crowds here in New Zealand. They got behind it. Man, it was an awesome scene. You know, ladies football and, and a packed out um, Garden of Eden. And just the people watching the, you know, me and you were watching it, Izzy, and people were just going crazy over it. So I could, <laughs> could imagine what were people doing around New Zealand? If we were like that, what were other people doing around New Zealand? So, um, and then you got to go and throw the Kiwis in there, you know, um, Israel Adesanya in there. I feel really sorry for him. Uh, some good fights. So for me, um, Poirier and and Chandler. Oh, oh. insane. Absolutely <laughs> insane, that one. And, yeah, it just wherever you, again, we're coming to the end of it and walk in this morning and catch the back end of the All Blacks up against Scotland and get out of jail again. Yeah. Man, it's just it's it's everywhere, wherever we, wherever we look at the moment. And, and of course, we went down there and went down to your Ototai on, on Saturday, go to the races, and another one abandoned. You yeah. know what I mean? So I feel sorry oh. for my mate um, Bruce Sharrick having to deal with that. They had one at Owapuni where we had our – uh, girl running around there, Cinerama in race seven, and got abandoned. And then uh, a packed house at yep. Rickerton. I feel sorry for all the people that went along there. They're, I think they're racing it again today, aren't they? They're not going to get anyone there today. But, uh, yeah, what an opportunity, must The day was perfect. It was set up. People, I can't believe how many people showed up at the race schools. What do you think the outcome of that is going to be? Because this is the biggest cup. Week in Christchurch, this event we love, we cherish, and we we want to retain here every single year. But when something like that happens, can that obviously put a bit? It's got to put a dampener on the event. But could it possibly lose the event? Uh yeah. Look, I think knowing what's been going on and having a couple of conversations with Bruce, he's trying to, you know, make sure that this type of stuff doesn't happen again. You know, like they obviously need a a different method to mm. make sure that abandonments don't happen. Like you, like there was no rain down there. You know, we, we got down there on Thursday. Thursday, Friday had a real good wind on Friday. So I don't know why they got um, to the there state. It was one mil, one yeah. mil Friday night. And then, um, yeah, that was, yeah. man, it's, 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 it's an absolute clock up. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, look, there'll be repercussions. Is you know, they, they need to find some common ground here where they – they can um, – I think the abandonments are too regular. So there's yeah. – what we do realise is obviously an issue that they need to sort out. Knowing Bruce, he'll have a process that they're going through, mate. They'll get this this nailed down and um, I think they'll centra- centralise it and he'll make make it um, in-house and that they're doing the – going through the whole thing before people head to the races. Because the other thing you've got is, you know, like you've got jockeys, you've got trainers having to book another couple of nights' accommodation, the horses, the mm. – you know, we had majestic floats on. They they'd booked out their week. It's just throwing yep. everyone out a couple of days. You know, you have people travel like they've, they've sold out. So you've had people travel from all around New Zealand, especially in the South Island, to get up there to Christchurch. And then, you know, two races, it's been abandoned. It's yeah, you know, it's a it's a actually not a good look for the industry. But I'm really hoping that they sort this out because it's just a bit of a regular occurrence at the moment. But yeah, it was yeah. Look, it's an interesting one because what I'm hearing from the conversations is the irrigation, as the irrigation was going. And, and Friday night it was quite windy, and when you got irrigation going, you can potentially overwater one spot. But yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. But anyway, everyone had a good day and had some fun, and I think everyone thoroughly enjoyed the races. The rain 
stayed away right up until the end and everyone uh, had a hell of a time. Racing will take place today. We'll, we'll get the New Zealand Cup going today. No one will be there. It's cloudy and it's horrible here today, Kempe. So that won't be uh, one. And hopefully, Cup Week, we don't lose it. We don't lose it at all. Double eight, double three. There's a message coming through on the temper bedpost text machine from Marky already. He's up and about. Morning, boys. What a weekend of sport, Kempi. How come at the World Cup, both men's and women's game, had Aussies riffing as soon as I seen Klein doing the men's? I said, that's it. We'll lose. And the women's oh, as well. Some shocking calls. They're just cheats. That is from Mark. <laughs> that is from Mark. I looked at, the, I looked at that when Ashley Klein... The camera panned Ashley Klein too, and I was like, oh, it'd be great to have a neutral ref. Um, mm. And they used to fight Nal and Tong back in the old days about making sure that referees were neutral. Or if if an Australian ref on Australian soil, then a New Zealander ref on New Zealand soil. But you know, now they go for the NRL. They just, you know, in everyone's eyes, the NRL is the best, and they think that, well, who is the best in the NRL? Rank, ranks the hot, the highest, and he therefore gets the the big game. So, mm. um, look, I not once thought that the the referee came into the game. I actually thought we should have we should have shut that game out. Me Easy. personally, I think we yeah. should have shut that game out. We had everything as far as field position. We you know we played that game that we knew we needed to play, and we couldn't do it. And you can't do that against Australia, like. You know, when Cameron Murray went over there, well, over for his try, that was just a lapse of con- concentration, and that's all it takes There's against the There's four of them around there, Kempe. Four of them around there. And that was straight after a penalty. That's the, the moment you need to stay on. You need to stay on every single time when there's a penalty, quick tap. They even had a minute there to get set. And... Leaving them score under that post, mm. and there are, and there's reasons why that happened. So we'll talk about that l- later on after seven. But you know the referee, um, yeah. I, 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 the thing with it down here in New Zealand is that we get so hard done by by the NRS with the Warriors, and yeah. and we have been for years, absolute years, and and we've seen people come out and actually you know say that. So um, yeah, I, look, I feel gutted we're not in the final. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, Samoa, honestly. I was driving down yesterday when, when you know, went for a cruise around yesterday and that flag and them, them Samoans in the car down in, in Nortatahi. <laughs> I was waving yeah. out the window. Lights are flashing, tooting. I get on the socials. Mate, Samoa itself, it's at a gridlock. Oh, mate. It's at a gridlock. So um, we'll try and get someone on from, from Samoa this week to actually talk about what it's like up there, uh, but also for what it's like down here because South Auckland, mate, is still celebrating. This just shows if you have a genuine investment, this is the same with Black Ferns and Women's Rugby, we need we need more mid-year test matches for our women's. Like, honestly, if we had a – if there was an opportunity to play a series against England, um, you know, Canada, Wales or France, mid-year, like the All Blacks, you know, a team come down under and, and play some rugby – I think it will just grow, continue to grow the game. We saw the success now with, well, barely anything with international rugby. It's the same with league. If we get more international tests, Samoa have showcased with their limited amount of opportunities together that what's going to be achieved. And you know, it's not just a one or two team race. Everyone's got a genuine opportunity. So, I'd love to see more opportunities for these smaller tier nations now, Kempi, with Samoa making the grand final at the Rugby League World Cup. Like, what a story that would be 
if they genuinely went and pushed Australia or even beat them. They gotta, Imagine that. They got to get they just get away from the tier system because there's obviously no tier system anymore when Samoa go out and beat England. Tonga yeah. have beaten every tier one nation, so get rid of that. And I totally agree with you. The one with the Black Ferns, like uh, Mark Robinson's up in the UK at the moment. Obviously, like he has to secure a three test series, a three match test series, mate. Doesn't matter where here or England. Yeah, hundred percent. Like That's straight it. away. Because you've got to capitalise on what the the ladies have done down here. So I've filled the stadiums three times down here if they come back like straight away. You know, within the next twelve months, and and these uh, women can run our, run around against each other now. They'll be like biting at the bit to get it get, get it done. So I, I'm actually sitting here waiting to see whether or not that eventuates because that'd be that's the I guess the common the common sense um, position that New Zealand rugby should take now is go right. Let's let's jump on the back of this. Let's get a three test series down here in New Zealand. That's that's ideal. And if we have to, let's go up to Twickenham and let's give the English an opportunity to to pack their stadium. See if they can do it. Remember, we're only five million people. Yeah, yeah. So 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 if he can get that done, I think mate, I think it'd be great for the sport. Another another um, feather in their cap has to happen. Has to happen. We're going to quickly get to Richard from uh, Te Aumutu just after this we uh, break in shortly, and we'll come back and get to him because he wants to talk about that weekend of sport we just had. We just had. And we're just going to start off right now with our can't wait questions. Time for this. Can't wait question of the day. Oh. I'm going to go out on a limb here. We've got one scripted, but I've just thought of something in my head. Just talking about the Black Ferns right then and there, Kempi. If there was an opportunity for a team to come down under, and we're going to play a mid-year uh, test series against the Englands, the Frances, the Wales, would you still have the same desire and passion to support our ladies playing this series? After what you've just witnessed at the World Cup, we are world champions. Do, is, if there's a genuine opportunity to play against Tier one nations in a mid-year series, would you support them? Would you rally behind around them? Let us know. Double eight double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. A can't wait question of the day. A genuine series mid-year for our black ferns. Would you support them? Would you rally around them? Can you see it being a genuine option going forward for our NZR and the Black Ferns? That is our can't wait question of the day. Love to hear from you. Double eight double three or oh eight hundred. One five zero eight to eleven. We're going to shoot off, and we'll come back and get some reaction to your answers. You're listening to the Encampy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Fire! How good! Oh man, Oof. that is giving me goosebumps, <laughs> and that's what the Blackfirds did every single time they played in this World Cup, and to get the job done, we're going to go to the phone lines, the Ken Atai phone lines, 0800-150-811, Richard from Te Mutu wants to talk about the whole week in a sport, morning Richard. Morning brothers, how are you? Morena, morena. Oh, good, mate. Good. What a mate, weekend. Donkey Park. Mate, I'm just I'm going to be I'm going to ramble through it. There's so much. 
Wahine Toa, they <laughs> were just unbelievable. Mate, my wife doesn't watch sport, and she was in the lounge yelling and screaming when they won. Um, <laughs> Jerome Hughes and Dylan Brown, outstanding. Gutted the boys couldn't get through. Uh, I've got a yeah. bit of English heritage, so I was mouthing off to my poly mates. Now I look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Toa Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know you, I know you boys love a bit of a punt, so boys get paid. Thank you very much. Got a oh, bit of that. how about that? And then uh, Jerome Hughes, first try scorer, at twenty five bucks. Thank you. And what was the last oh. one? Oh, the girls. When that English girl got red carded, I jumped straight on nine bucks. Oh, nine bucks. For the girls to win. <laughs> how good! Mate, you're so, on the pulse, eh? Hey? You're on the pulse. You're shout. Oh, bro, that's just getting my money back from the Melbourne Cup week and all those running the chicken, <laughs> eh? All my donations. But, uh, awesome, no, what Richard. a weekend. And I, I hope they really uh, support those girls. Like, freaking throw them a parade. We'd do it for the All Blacks. Yeah, bro. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree. Right. And there's talks, actually, I'm just reading the, the new mayor of Wellington is going to go push for a Wellington parade. And hopefully the Wellingtonians oh, can support <clears throat> and rally around our, uh, our ladies. They deserve it, mate. Appreciate your call, Richard, from yeah, Tiawamutu. Have a good day, mate. And you got to remember, Kempi, Richard, uh, the, the English just won the T20 World Cup, de- defeating Pakistan. So he'll be relatively happy tonight, but some um, will surprise him. We're going to go from Joe, go Joe from Gizzi, mid-year Tess. Would you head along there, Joey boy? Mate, you bring that mid-year Tess to Gizzi, it'll be an a- Oh, we lost you. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, I think uh, outstanding the ladies. You know, you've got to give them their yeah. kudos, you know. Um, might have been a little bit different 15 on 15. Izzy had just been a realist. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. hey, take your moment, shine, and let's develop it. Let's throw some money at it. I mean, you know, you needed those ladies from Gizzy to put you across the line. Now, lovely Stacey Walker. Oh. Now, Stacey Flula. Yeah, my boy. Hey, Kelly Holmes all the way from Gizzy. You know how it is. Popping up, popping up, and <laughs> absolute outstanding. You know, and, and and the talk everywhere about women's rugby now is front page. It's not. It's not buried four pages from the back page next to uh, the wanted a builder section. You know, it is right yeah. there on the front page, and we just need to see how how it develops because. This is the one chance for us to make women's sport, not just women's rugby, boys, you know, yep. give it the pathway yep. that it deserves, right? And let's follow along with all the other sports. Definitely, I would go to go to um, a mid-year test with my babies. Uh, you know, I've got three daughters. I'd take them and, and two sons. We, we'd get up there, mate, because we need to yep. keep it going, though. You know, we're going we're gonna to lose our, our legend halfback, you know, our... Yep. our, our pretty much our leader so we need and to replace those players coming through need to be at the same level but to answer your question outstanding weekend of sport and you know what boys legato is a moral today put your house on it let's go let's go (laughs) joey joey from gizzy mate appreciate your call every single time oh he's on the pulse legato racing today and honestly kempi this is a start and it just showcases if you put a genuine investment into the game, you give them resources. We, you talk about it week in, week out. We spoke about it on the weekend. The IP that Wayne, the Professor Smith, has added to this Black Ferns in such a short amount of time to go from absolutely getting annihilated last year on the European Tour to winning the World Cup in such a short time. 
just showcases if you put investment into the game, the rewards you can get at the end of it. Oh, I'm fuzzy, mate. Unbel- We're going to shoot off. Unbelievable. We're going to shoot off, get beat. We'll come back, and I'll get your reaction to that, brother. And uh, we'll read a couple of these messages as well, because they're pretty on the point. So we'll go here from Aroha. We'll come back with some headlines with Joe, and then we'll keep ripping into some text messages, some callers for sure, because everyone's up and about. What a weekend of sport. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Morning, boys. 27 to 7 is in Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Lots and lots of sports happening over the weekend. So much so that we, you might have forgotten that Paul Cole and Joel King were playing in the New Zealand Open down in Tauranga. Um, Paul Cole lost, boys. Lost in the final to uh, number four, uh, world number four, Al Shabagi. And uh, Joel King, though, got the win, so that was nice to see. Um, nice. What else was oh, uh, All Blacks 15 lost to the Barbarians 35-31 to 31 in London. So um, Razor Robertson got his revenge on New Zealand rugby, you might say. And uh, and like Araha was saying, the All Blacks lost uh, 30, oh, sorry, 31-23. It was a tight one, boys. I got up early to watch it this morning. We can tell. Yeah, I know you can tell. My, my brain's not working, is it? But a fog there, right? Oh, eh? man, 3 a.m., you know, on a Monday. Terrible idea, terrible idea. Uh, I, I was very, very scared, boys. The the, the Scottish just uh, had a different level of energy, and um, it was the turning point was a yellow card at about the 65th minutes, and then from then on, we kind of never looked back. Got to try, and uh, Geordie Barrett converted that. Uh, but, yeah, troubling times. I'm not surprised, to be honest, Joey and, and Kempe. Like, when that team got named, yeah, you know, we're changes. only so, <laughs> some changes. And when you're trying to build continuity and cohesion, that one word we always talk about, out from a World Cup, and you're trying to back up a great performance with another great performance and you change your whole entire team, yeah, I'm all about you know, giving players opportunities and blah, blah. But mate, this is probably a time where we can't afford to do that. <laughs> Mate, to Maybe be, one to, change, two change, but they changed the whole thing. To be honest, Izzy, both both um, Fozzie and Maguire, they they got the they got all their um, decisions wrong. You know what I mean? And around playing playing players through tournaments, um, you know that's the that's the Kiwis, and then playing players through this this whole series with the Irish, going up to Japan, then going up north, and just continue changing out players that have cemented their spots in the team. So. Um, it's got to be a really interesting twelve months. Like, what happens when he comes into that series next year before the World Cup, and and how do you hit the World Cup? Because you want you want people to fear you. You don't want people waiting for you to to line up against you. No, hundred percent. And England's already come out and said Eddie Jones is trying to win the media battle and said that they're yeah you know, they're, they're there for the taking and they're licking their lips with an opportunity this weekend. So yeah, I wasn't surprised with that result. Look, it was probably a lot closer than. I was hoping, but Scotland, mate, they're no, they're no mugs. They know how to play rugby, and this was their genuine opportunity. They'll be gutted. There was a um, yellow card at 65 minutes uh, when Jack Dempsey got yellowed, and uh, that kind of ruined their opportunity. And All Blacks just scoring a couple of late tries to 
to win in the end. Look, uh, makes for a big week this week, taking on England at Twickenham. I've lost there. It's a tough place to mm. play. The phone lines are open. Quick there, there, Kempe. We'll get to Steve from Auckland. He wants to talk Black Ferns, mid-year series in NZR uh, rugby. So here he is, Steve from Auckland. Morning. Oh, oh morning, fellas. Man, yep, like everybody, what a weekend. I've never been so nervous before a... Um, a test match before, even with, even with All Blacks, even when you were playing as I'd never really get that nervous about it. But this game, I knew what was at stake, and I thought, man, if the, if they can pull it off, they'd already won the public over. But I thought to myself, if they can actually pull it off, this would be absolutely something, and the best free yep. promotion that the New Zealand Rugby Union could ever get. Oh, my God. It's it's just been crazy. I'm actually really quite... Um, um, you know, I'm actually been quite sad this morning that the tournament's over, guys. That's, finished. It, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it, it, it's finished. Really, 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 really sad. Listen, just in terms of playing the games, I don't think it has to be mid-year. I reckon it can be still played late October or even when the same time that the All Blacks are playing. Yeah, because I, I'll tell you what, it's just been such a good time weather-wise. And I reckon play two over here and one in England, one at Twickenham. Imagine going one all into a final game in Twickenham. Mm, I, yeah. I, 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 I just think it would be really huge, guys. I think, like, uh, I know the best words that came out uh, came out of the weekend um, were probably from former Blackfin, uh, Christina Sue, where she's basically yeah. challenged Mark Robinson. I thought that was bloody awesome, because who does that? Seriously. Even nope. in, even yeah. in our, with our party bar. Who does that? No, I just think, um, yeah, like I say, guys, feeling a bit mucky mucky this morning, but hey, mm. um, Love it. I think these girls have done this country absolutely proud. And I, do, I hate to tell you this, Izzy, I haven't even seen the All Black game yet, or yeah. the New Zealand 15. <laughs> and, 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 and I had a nephew playing for the New Zealand 15. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm getting a sense of that, Steve. I really appreciate your call, mate. I think we're all up and about like yourself and just got so much respect for our women's rugby at the moment. And I was sitting there, thanks so much, Steve. I was sitting there with Kempi and I was thinking, is this the changing of the guard? Yeah. yeah like, yeah, the, the Black Ferns have played a World Cup final. They've won. And... <laughs> Like not many people are even thinking, remembering that the All Blacks are playing this morning because they're already still stuck in this moment with the Black Fern. So, yeah, are they our premier team, Kempe? Well, you'd have to say in rugby they are right now, right this minute. And there's three things, Izzy. One, the, the yeah. coaching of Wayne Smith and, and his team and how they yep. actually got that right. New Zealand rugby got that yeah. right. And they shouldn't go to sleep on that one. You know, and other sports yep. that are watching can capitalise off that. The second one is that they need to jump on a series. I actually think they should play a Tri-Nations. I actually think they should bring France down here as well and play a Tri-Nations up to France, play France and England, come back down to New Zealand, play New Zealand on a Tri-Nations and, and win that series. Um, yep. And the third one, they've got to get ready for an explosion. If you think this batch of players can play, they have just inspired 
Oh. New Zealand, New Zealand mm. uh, young girls to get out there with a rugby ball. You watch how many kids are showing up at school today with a rugby ball. The young girls saying, "Mum, I'm playing ripper rugby next year. I'm playing rugby next yeah. year. I'm ge- and we're going to ha- see an explosion in that space." So it'd be good, good to talk to Mr. Anderson down the down the corridor here to see what he's got mm. planned, mate. Because I'm pretty sure he's a smart man. He would have had that uh, contingency plan in place. It's going to go crazy. It is. It's going to explode. The young kids saying, I'm Stacey Flula, I'm Ruby Tui. Ruby Tui, man. Oh, oh, how refreshing is she? <laughs> how refreshing. She's so good. Love it. Love it. There's heaps of messages coming through, and you're talking about competition. Why don't they just mirror the end of year tour with the ABs? Mirror it. Have a series where they go up, they travel with the, the lads, and they go play it. Look, we need to see something, because this is only the start Continue it on because everyone is right behind our Black Ferns in such a short amount of time. And Wayne Smith, he's gone. He's going. So who's going to take over the head coaching role and continue what he has started? Keep those messages coming through. There is plenty, plenty there on the text machine there, Kempi. We'll get to those shortly. But right now, it's time for Quizzy Dag. So continue those calls on the Kennard's High phone line. 0800 150 811. Give us a call to take on the Quizmaster, me, he is Master and Kempe. He's got some good clues for you this morning. He's up and about. 0800-150-811. TAB bonus bet. And remember, on Friday, I gave away another one because we needed score predictions. We've collated those. We'll get to those and we'll announce that shortly. Neeps will get onto it. John Neeps. You know, 0800-150-811. Give us a call. This is how you do it. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quizzes on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, that's right. Give us a call, and they have called. Chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. We've gone, we've gone and collated. Who won? Our competition from Friday, and, well, someone was bang on the money. We'll get to that shortly, but right now it's time for Quizzy Dag. John, Christchurch, Morena, John. G'day, Is How are you, mate? Oh, good, mate. Good. What a weekend. Great what weekend. a Sport, weekend. Eh? Go all the Kiwis. Yeah, go all the Kiwis. What a great oh. game in the weekend. How good, how good. Uh, Very, 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 such a good display of rugby. Appreciate it, mate. Here we go. Question number one. How many Dominion handicaps in a row has Sunday Sun won? Uh, Three. Three is correct. Well done. Hell of a win, too. Don't know about that rock and roll dud. Anyway, sorry. As we keep moving on, um, what, question number two. <laughs> it was a dud. Ah, oh, rock and roll dud. Anyway, question number two. What was the <laughs> score in the Wellington Phoenix versus Western United game? 3-2. Uh, um, Bang. Western United, yeah, not ideal. 
Well done. Question number no. three. What classic Māori waiata did Ruby Tui sing on the microphone after winning the World Cup? Uh, well, I can only go poi, eh? Because I didn't hear it because um, I was a bit touched uh, by then, mate. <laughs> so you were too touched that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it wasn't that one. Sorry, John. Appreciate your call. We're going to go to Lammy from Palmy North. Morning, Lammy. Oh, morning, brothers. How are you? Morning, morning, Lemmy. Good, good. You'd know what song it is. Give us a little, give us a couple of lines of it. What was the song? Oh, sorry, I can't sing. I can't sing. Come on. Anyway. To the mine, now, here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well done. Bang on the money. Good work. How good was that? See, the whole stadium erupt and start singing that iconic Waita for New Zealand. Here we go. Question number four, Lemmy. England are the new T20 Cricket World Cup champions. How many wickets did they beat Pakistan by? Oh, jeez. Um, Pakistan by, oh, five? Five is correct. Five is correct. Question number five to win it all. UFC 281 went down with a bang in Madison Square Garden. (laughs) How many of no, our four good. city kickboxing fighters won their fights? How many and who? Oh, uh, I think it was two. One was, yep. um, uh, oh, I forget, is Dilly or something? Dilly or whatever his name was. But he won on the TKO, TKO in the first round. And the other one was, um, oh, Hooker, Dan Hooker. Yeah. You're gone. You're gone, <laughs> Lemmy. <laughs> Sorry, Lemmy. Have a good day, brother. Appreciate it. You're close. We're going to go to Simon from Auckland. Simon. Hey, John. Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Who who won the fights for CKB on the weekend? Name them. Was it Dan Hooker and Carlos Olberg? Yes. Dan Hooker, Carlos Olberg. Flying the flag. Carlos Olberg, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It was the, probably the fastest double jab I've ever seen, and he just rolled that other fight. It was so good. Wouldn't want to get in the ring for him. Hey, Simon, appreciate your call, mate. Well done. You're our winner. We'll be back tomorrow with another doozy quiz. Um, and just on that, our $50 TAB bonus bet for Friday. Brendan. Brendan is our winner. 34 31 on the money for New Zealand. So he got it right. Well done, Brendan. You're our winner. So couple of uh, bonus bets to give away today. Oh, nice and good, Kimpy. That was Quizzy Dag. You didn't even have to use you for a clue, Kimpy. So no, you had a I nice... Had a, I had a couple. on yeah, it's nice little cruisy Monday. Yeah, cruisy Monday. Don't want to be too harsh on a Monday. <laughs> couple of messages there, Kimpy. We'll head away. We'll come back and we'll wrap up the hour with you reading a couple of these messages on the temp on the temper bid post text machine. Back soon. Yes, welcome back. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you even more when you give us a call and get our tire phone on 0800-150-811. There is plenty to talk about. A lot of rugby. The Black Ferns, they are at the front of everyone's minds with that display on the weekend. Getting the job done. They are world champions after one year. What a turnaround. 
And we're going to be talking league after seven with Kempi because there is plenty to talk about. No doubt he's going to come off the back fence. But a few messages here, Kempi. I'll read one of them. I thought Stacey did a good impersonation of Izzy when she scored that try from <laughs> she Jamie. She did too. What, was that the Try tongue the out? Was that the tongue out? Or was that how close to, to the, the dead ball oh. line she was? <laughs> I kept checking her feet. I was going, put the ball down. Oh, mate, that's what everyone remembers, Kimpy. That's what everyone remembers me going close to the dead ball line. You keep everyone on their feet. You run <laughs> on their toes. Put it down, mate. No, it was the try of the tournament. That was so good. Here's another one from Gig. We can't stop here and rest on the hard work that's been done by all, all black ferns over the years. New Zealand rugby have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to keep women's rugby at this level. Can they do it? Only time will Ooh. tell. Sounds like off the back fence. Well done, Ooh. Gig. Yeah, can they do go. it? Copy that. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> mate, they got to, they, they've got to mm. announce something straight away. Like surely, yep. they're, surely they're putting something to bed. Well, whether Mark Robinson and Co are going to do that well, remains to be seen. But we'll hopefully see. Everyone's on the same page. I think everyone's thinking the same. How do we keep this going? And well, there's plenty of opportunities for to keep growing our game with such limited resources and what they've been able to do. Imagine if they had a ton of resources at their disposal. How good will women's rugby be? Coming up, we're talking league with Ken Pete because he's got plenty to talk about. Samoa beating England. And well... Our closest foe, Australia, getting over our very own Kiwis. Uh, anyway, what could have been, should have been. Anyway, he's out of Ohio for news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Postra with Futuro Posture Corrector from Chemist Warehouse, now only $35.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ, Monday, 14th of November. We've got a huge couple of hours coming up. Ooh, how good. How good. We're talking league, we're talking rugby, talking UFC. Israel Atosanya, his reign has come crashing down to his nemesis, Pereira. Oh, he was all over the top of Pereira and then bang. Carbon copy of that kickboxing fight, really. We're going to talk to Courtney Tidy shortly. She's over in the, in the US, New York, covering all things UFC for Sky Sports. So she'll join the show and give her reaction. She would have caught, caught up with Izzy. And obviously Pereira, she just did an interview with him before. And then after after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Stacey Flula. And there's been a message coming through, Kempi. Hey, lads, what happens 
with the Fern Sevens player now. Presume they return to the circuit. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm assuming so. I'm assuming so. But we'll get a little update from Stacey Fluter. She's a huge part of that Sevens team, and uh, she made the, the shift over. And you think of the the way that they did it. Most of you look at Sarah Hedony. You've got Stacey Flula and Portia Woodman. Totally different game, Kimpy. And they made the shift so easy, and now they're going to go back. So, mm. Ruby Tui, you know, she dedicated, she was a part of that team. She'd done it all. Gold medalist at the Olympics. She sacrificed everything and made the shift to 15s, and it's paid dividends. So, yeah, we'll have a chat to them after 8 o'clock and, and talk about that for sure and get an update. Hopefully she answers her phone. But if she doesn't, well, forgive her because, wow, man, she's been celebrating and she deserves to. But right now, Kempi, league and Ed from uh, Tolaga will be gutted like many. Morning, Izzy and Kempi, my multis on the Kiwis to beat Aussie 662. 660 bucks. Unlucky Ed. Mm. Oh, oh. But, but, but like many, mate. Kempi, you are there. You are watching it live here in Christchurch in my house and. We were very surprised with how they were going about their mahi. A totally different team to what we saw playing against Fiji. Plenty of opportunities. Where did it all go wrong for you, mate? Well, they they started really, really well. You know, they just mm. built built uh, their game around real, just the middle of the park, owning the forward pack. Aussie were rattled. Like, the first half was all New Zealand. They... They'd won the, the they'd won the ruck. They'd won the field position. Their halves were on the front foot, and every time they just weren't being um, were carrying the ball to the line. They were getting offloads, and they were causing Australia's defensive line all sorts, all sorts of six and sevens. You know what I mean? So they they hung in there, Australia. They could have blown them off the field in the first half, but as Australia do, they they just you know. They just stay within touching distance, and then a couple of big errors. The, the one from Jordan up and a straight after half time by that half a foot offside. That basically would have put them out to a 20, um, 20 to ten lead with the uh, with the Aussies in all sorts of dire straits. And then directly after that, they go down and get that penalty under the post, and Cameron Murray catches Brandon Smith. So for for me, is there's a there's a couple of things here. That I thought that Madge Maguire got wrong. I think the first one was I think he left Brandon on too long. You know what I mean? And what you what you don't what you don't um, see is no one's mentioned that Jesse Bromwich played twenty one minutes. He played a first stint and mm. didn't come back on. And I thought when Moses Leota come on, he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And that ball that he gave on the back of um, the kick chase from Rapana around the back to set that try up. I was like, man, you know, if we had, if we had started with Moses, um, I think what happened was that when Moses came on, you couldn't you couldn't change it, you couldn't change it. It's sort of he, he stepped up, and just the dominant the dominating performance of our forward pack. And one of the comments that really sort of I don't get is like, I heard the comments from. Maguire after the game is like we're there now with Australia, mate. We've been with Australia since two thousand and eight, mm. not two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. So this hasn't happened in three years. We had a really poor time under David Kidwell, but that wasn't Kitty's fault. That was a, the organisation was in turmoil by being run by a very very average CEO and and making poor decisions. But the Kiwi team has been next to Australia since two thousand and eight. 
This one, we let get away. We should have won it. And and if we had made a couple of, I, th- I think, um, sort of crucial decisions on replacing players at the right time and starting players, such as Moses for, for Jesse, um, I think they would have got it. You know, imagine that, that New Zealand and Samoa would have been in the final. Mate, Auckland would have come to a standstill. Oh, would it be crazy, Kempi? Look, it's 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 an interesting one. And you you talk about, um, you know, moments in the match and tactics and tactically. Like, when you look at a review post this, what does a review look like for you? What does it look like reviewing this entire competition as, as a whole? We're dead set favourites leading into it, but throughout the tournament I thought we were... Wow, we were pretty lacklustre to be honest. We we probably didn't fire too many shots. We had shots in that semi final to really put an nail in the coffin. We didn't get it, and we kept an Australian team in it. So, what does the review look like post this? Well, the review, the first thing that I would like to see is, you know, can we sort of go back to actually, if we're working towards a World Cup, um, I would like to copy what they've done with Wayne Smith. I think that's a real big opportunity for not just rugby union, but for every sport. I think there's enough old heads in New Zealand to get together and bring some young Stacey Joneses and all those type of blokes through for the next World Cup and build um, build on a Kiwi co- coaching philosophy. I think we can do that. Honestly, do. Um, and, yep. the, and the second thing is, is just to continue to dominate um, and pick dominating players in the NRL competition. So you have a look at our side across the NRL. Like Joey Manu was fantastic again. You know, Dylan Brown stood up along with Jerome Hughes. You know, Peter Hicku and and Mulatalo going down that left left edge when they got that try they threw that ball back on the on the inside. They we've and you can't argue with any of the forwards like they're the best in the comp. So we've got to continue to keep picking the best best players in the comp. But we've got to get. I think the selection's right when you go out in those big games, you know. Yep. And I don't. I've you know I've always had this sort of, you know, what's the role of a selector? What's the role of a coach? But you know, there's got to be some challenging, um, some challenges on why Moses Leota and Fisher Harris didn't start in the front row as the as the most dominating front row pair in the competition, you know. And we all knew that Brandon Smith was eventually going to run out of steam. And he basically did that when he didn't move off his line, which you said, you know, you've got to, you've got to, because they, those are moments, mate. That's a massive moment yeah. in the game. That just swung was- the momentum back to Australia. And of course, you know, with Origin, if they get their nose in front, they know how to lock it out. There was questions on his fitness, Kempe. Do you think he probably went into this a little bit underdone? Is all Brandon Smith? And like, this is a spine that was spoken about. I'm going to be the best spine in the competition. Did they live up to that hype? Do you feel? No, they didn't. Not through, not throughout the competition. But I think they, you know, everyone knew that Brandon Smith couldn't play eighty minutes. So yeah. I think you've got you've got had to work out a strategy. Though when Foz came on, the the damage had already been done. They they'd got their noses in front, you know. So they needed to make that that choice um, in and around Smithy, and that's all your coaches making sure they're advising him because he's got so much going on that that Smithy needed to basically have a breather. Um, and yeah, it was a big moment, a big decision. You know, if, I, I guess if you're reviewing your own performance, Madge Maguire would be, be sitting there going, I should have spelled him. He gave yeah. him a spell, you know what I mean? So, maybe when you're in those games, those semi finals, it reminded me so much of that one in Huddersfield where Ridgie, Ridgie kicked it. They go down to just the moment. And yeah. for, for us, we, we were half a step in front. I reckon we take it at 20 to 10, we don't get caught. 
And then we'd mm. go down the other end and we'd decide not to move off our line around four go- and decent defenders. And Cam Murray goes, oh, there's a gap there. I'm just going to run toward Mate, that kid can play. Like, when he came on, he, cha- he changed the momentum for Australia. Him and Carrigan, when they came on, they cha- they lifted them because they, they were getting done in the middle of the park. They had no go for it. Trebojevic was terrible, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, Yell couldn't pass the ball. Uh, Clary, I don't know if you noticed, couldn't get going. They had nah. nothing in the, in the middle of the park. But as soon as Murray come on, as soon as Carrigan come on, they straightened them up. Then Clary went through, and I'm sitting there going, they're just – they're hanging on by the coattails here, the Kiwis, and they get them. They get them. They get a moment. Brandon decides, you know, I need a breather. Well, that you can't, unfortunately. So um, there was that that game. Sum up, man. I don't know if you've seen the seen it. They've thrown the ball that far back to to, to Crichton. The cameras. Hey, he was miles away. The cameras couldn't follow it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kicked it from forty three meters out, and it's gone. He's flushed it. Oh, it's what a what a finish! And that was like, you know, they had their chances. They outplayed England. They they didn't deserve to mm. to to be anywhere near them. But you know, to get them up there, um, I guess the talking point with Samoa is a bloke called Filetti Tuolagi, who actually mm. played rugby union for Samoa and got picked up by Halifax back in the the late nineties. Um, mid 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 to late nineties and played for Halifax alongside Johnny Schuster. He was in the centres up there. Well, he's up there. His son plays for England in the rugby union team. Um, his brother's sons play up there, and he is just a crazy, crazy Samoan that builds culture. Mm. And he's the guy in the background that has been the unsung hero and worked on that cult- culture right through um, to this final, getting them into the final. What we see in South Auckland, what we've seen in Samara at the moment, Filetti has taken that inside the camp. And and personally, I think what he's done for that, that country, because Samara's, um, what they wanted to do was emulate Tonga. You know, Jason Tomalolo making the decision to go to Tonga from New Zealand has opened up international football. They need to capitalise oh, on that. You know, they what, need to. What they do from here, and, and heaven help us if Samara win the final, <laughs> especially oh, oh, down imagine here. Imagine that, Kempi. Mate, I went to pick up. Imagine. I went to pick up. I'll tell you. What, I went to pick up my seat from uh, out. Out. I got a mate. Some of my mates in upholstery doing putting my seats together, and I went and picked them up last week. And some iron flags are going everywhere. And I went, Ooh, one more game, one more game, mate. England got to get through them. And he couldn't talk. Like the the yeah. whole the whole place out there was just flags everywhere. You know, so. Um, Heaven help us if they win. It's going to be so much fun, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? Just, oh, South Auckland be flying. Imagine Apia over there in Samoa just be, oh, so good. And then, um, yeah, there's a message coming through, and I want to talk about those moments because I thought the high ball receipt was quite average, to be honest, Kim. Like, that's a big part of the game. And particularly at the start of the game when Joey Money was just probably a little bit deep and he let that ball bounce. And luckily, I thought it was a knock-on, but the Ashley Klein missed it and they knocked it on. And then Jordan Rapana, like you go up, put pressure, and then Ben Hunt just puts a crossfield bomb. And both players, Money was too far central and uh, Jordan Rapana was too flat and had to run back and catch it. And then Ado Carr just comes out of nowhere and scores that try. Like oh, There was just a couple of moments there. Come out of nowhere, and they let this Australian team back into it. 
and that fox tribe, you know, you mm. know, with the fox is that he's going to chase down and do everything at oh. 100 miles an hour. As soon as he kicked it, you could you, you watched it unfold, and they was they were way way on top of that stage of Kiwis, and it was just one moment in the last set. Last set play mm. that was never ever going to happen. There's no way in the world he's going to get there that he got there and caught that ball on the fly to put them back in the game. Um, yep. And you're dead right, you know. Like you, you know that though. You know that like when you're coaching against the Australians, you know that they're going to they're going to play and they're going to take their opportunities. That's you know, the one of the biggest things about the Australians, and they do this in the Origin. I remember talking to um, a couple of coaches about that. Mickey, Mickey Hagen, who's in, in the Australian camp now, mate. They don't say it's over until it's actually the 80th minute. They've lost mm. too many Origin games, both sides, New South Wales and Queensland, in the very last play of the game. And that's, you know, when you've got Mel, Mick Hagen, Trevor Gilmeister, Adrian Lamb all sitting there on the coaching staff that have been in those games, the, the message at half time was just hang in there. We'll make the changes to get you going forward again. Just hang in there. We'll come, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get the. I remember, and Brian Fletcher at half time when he said, uh, Australian win this one in a close one, you know. Who another New South Wales? You know what I mean? They just have that belief of staying in there, and we've that's that's the part that we're just lacking at the moment. You know, those moments yeah. are so crucial. You and you're dead right, is he? That one from the Fox, yeah. mate, came out of nothing. Came out of absolutely nowhere. Did not pick it. I was watching it with you. I was like, what? Oh, oh, what's just happened? That was just a set of six and a kick, and uh, he's that quick. He chases everything, and he scored a try. Yet two genuine moments that cost us in that game there from Daniel on double eight, double three. Appreciate it. That's all things league. We're going to shoot off, and, well, no doubt Kempi will be coming off the back fence. I wonder what uncle's got to say. That was World Cup chat. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Back soon. With Tony Kemp. Well, we're going back to the Black Ferns, Izzy, because they deserve all the accolades in the world from us this morning. And for 80 minutes on Saturday night, all of New Zealand clocked out and doled into the Black Ferns final against England. And man, what a game. Unbelievable. In fact, what a remarkable 11 months it has been for this team. Beaten comprehensively by both France and England on their northern tour, they, these outstanding ladies return serve in what has to be one of the most captivating World Cup campaigns here in Aotearoa. And for me, the real winner of this tournament has to be Wayne Smith. The style and belief shown through the whole tournament had us all excited and gave us the faith that this team could actually after that Northern Tour, go all the way and win this World Cup. You know what he did? He did two things. He instilled trust in his team and faith in the fans, which gave us one thing neither the French or English could contend with, which was an unbelievable home ground advantage. Well done, New Zealand. As this team grew in confidence, so did the crowd support with a sold-out Eden Park and over have a listen to this, 1.3 million New Zealand viewers tuning in to cheer our ladies oh. home. And Mr mm-hmm. Smith led this resurrection from start to finish. What an effort by this coach on and off the field. One would have to think Wayne Smith would have to bench his humility as the accolades and awards start pouring in. He deserves the praise 
and I'm picking many awards heading his way. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, I love it. Love it, Kempe. You know how much I love Smithy and how inspiring he is. And what I love about this this situation, Kempe, is Smithy's had to evolve himself. Like you, you think about the way the Black Ferns are and, and how they approach. Like going to the game, this is the biggest involvement he's had to make. Going to the game <laughs> is the most intense moment ever. And the girls are chahu and they're wearing glasses. They are playing music. And they're getting pumped up a totally different way to the All Blacks and other teams he's been a part of. It is like a, you know, it's, it's the most quietest place you'd ever be a part of when you head into games. You know, like you just don't hear anything. You take your headphones off, it is silence at bus. It's the total opposite. And, and he's had to evolve his coaching style. You think about the evolvement of women's rugby, like. The situation that unfolded last year with um, Glenn Moore and Co. and and the way that they approached conversations, like you've got to, you've got to have tough conversations, but there's ways of 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 wording it and there's ways of going around it. Particularly, you know, like as a bloke, you can probably go spray a bloke and really rip into them. But as a bloke, having those tough conversations with our ladies is probably a different approach, and he's mm. had to evolve that way too. And you know, you think you've got a male dominant coaching staff. Like, you just think about it a bit more deeper, like, this challenge that he's had to face with Alan Bunting, Mike Cron, and and uh, and everyone else that's a, a part of this team. It's totally different. So, man, I, I really, it's, I just got so much uh, applaudits for, for what they've been able to do, and it's so good. And he's moved, and he's moved seats, you know what I mean? Like, he's, mm. he's turned, people's turned their backs on him, he's turned their seats around. They're in the wrong position. He's moved them out, and he's moved people in. Mm. You know what I mean? And he's just taken this whole, um, not team, this whole country on a journey over a period. And, and you got to, you, you know what? Such a short period too. You know, I got this, that shot of the English box there where, where Simon Middleton is clenching his fists and basically saying, yeah, we've got this one in the bag. And Smithy's thinking, what's the play that's going to win us the game? Get a message down and tell them mm. to compete in that last line out. And next yeah. minute, she's all over. You know what I mean? And he's just I, – I, look, I think, for me, I think it's captivated the, con- the country. And they, you know they're talking about the 1.3 million viewers? They haven't even yeah. counted the socials yet. Mm. You know, so the amount of people down here that tuned in, the amount of people that went and supported them in such a small country, you know, take our hats off to all of our, even our text messages this morning going on about the ferns from from diehard male rugby rugby league supporters saying, you know, and that, that the one that said, oh, even my wife watched it, she was so excited. Like yeah. the amount of women that said, oh, what about, how good was that game? How good, you know, yeah. and that's what I mean. Like this next step is such an important one for the New Zealand rugby because they got this one right. Mm. And many of you are out there, I remember asking this question a while back, Kempi, about the style of play and people couldn't watch it because it, we know we're trying to relate it and compare it to the blokes game and how the lads are playing the game and the structure they play, the intensity that play, the skill level. I actually think what the Black Ferns showcase, and even England, the French, that they were competing like there were similarities to the skill and the style in which the lads are playing to the to the black fans. So, all you pundits out there that probably you know weren't inspired before this tournament have have you changed your thoughts? Have you changed your approach to women's rugby and how it's been played and 
how, how they uh, competed in that tournament. Let us know, double eight, double three, and we'll get to a couple of these messages after the news because there is plenty to talk about. There's a couple of messages. Get Razor in to coach the girls. That is from Charlie. Razor, the Black Ferns coach. Could it happen? Mm, you never know. Anything's possible at the moment because, love it. Love it, Kempi. Off the back fence, talking all things Wayne Smith and the Black Ferns. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back with a choices flooring pole. <sighs> Even more Black Ferns in there. How good. Here's Aroa with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Living sale on now at Choices Flooring. Choices Flooring poll time you can find on the SEN app. Just click on listen to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and have your vote. Today the question is who had the best individual performance of the weekend? Was it Stacey Flula? Who <laughs> Stacey Flula, sorry boys. I should not have got up at three to watch the All Blacks play. Yeah, that was a waste of time. Anyways, uh <laughs> Or was it Kendra Coxedge who ended her career in style? Carlos Olberg who got an epic knockout victory yesterday in UFC 281? Or was it Sunday's son getting his third consecutive win in the Dominion on Friday? What was it for you boys? Oh, uh, I'll probably go Stace. She's coming up after eight, hopefully. If she answers her phone, she might be a bit... Uh bit quiet today, but I reckon Stace, man, like she just wasn't just even on the weekend, it was throughout this whole entire tournament. You think of that first game against Australia, quality, then she, she had a bit of a niggle, so she missed a couple, and then she's come back, French, she was big, and then in that final, she was huge. Like, she was playing against Emily Scarrett, like, one of the best players in the world, and <laughs> probably just, yeah, made everyone else watch her because the other performance she put in, so for me... Stacy, I think. Stacy Fleur. Kempi, yourself? Yeah, good choices there, Joe. Sunday Sun, you know, with mm. the hat trick. Carlos with the knockout and the and the fighter that he knocked out was the big things they're talking about with him. So Kendra Coxedge, like I thought she was great. That support line she ran when Stacy scored that Izzy Dag try running over the dead ball line. Um <laughs> like, I I I gotta go Stacy Flula. I th- I think yeah. just her smile. You know, her and Ruby Tui's smile lights up. The, the the energy is unbelievable. When she 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 looked like she was smiling as soon as she caught the ball in the twenty, <laughs> and ran around the outside and then threw it back on the inside. And she had a big you know all you see is a white pearly teeth. And then they threw the ball back to her. And she was I just I just love the way that she scored that try, man. That was sensational. And you're right, she's you know she's been outstanding. I didn't I didn't mm. think she was a centre. No way in the world. But what? You know, like you just said, towed up the best in the world. Yeah. She'd have to be number one. <laughs> she's she's got everything. One watch out. What I loved about that try from a, from inside their own half, Kempi, is when you make a break and you pass the ball, it's easy for players to switch off. But not when you're in Wayne Smith's team. Double touches, two touches. Try and get another touch. She passed the ball inside to Renee Holmes, who I thought was huge, huge in that final, and. Um, Man, I'm a fan of Renee, the G-Town Gizzy girl. Joey from Gizzy, he'll be up and about, mate. I thought she was phenomenal. But two touches to stay in line and get another touch. 
work rate that is Wayne Smith through and through. What a weekend. What a weekend. Kendra Coxedge, what a way to sign off. So, so good. There's a few messages coming through regarding the, the Black Ferns. My wife and myself from Umaru watch semi. As soon as the Black Ferns won, we book flights, tickets, and accommodation. It costs 2.5K worth every cent. Men's rugby has just got boring. <laughs> Andrew. Andrew. That is one of the many pundits that, wow, spent some cash and flew up to Auckland to witness greatness. And that's what I mean. Well, that, that changing the guard. Like, people are starting to believe. Chris was one of those haters. I was a bit of a hater. Well, I'm not keen to watch. But after the French game, I'm converted. Great work, ladies. Very keen to watch uh, to watch the next game. That is from Chris. Many, many are like that. Oh, look, honestly, I was probably like that kid. I was yeah. probably like, you know, like uh, you know, last year and 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 the demands that they were after and. And, you know, like the, the marketing side of it, like, I genuinely think sponsorship and, and companies, big companies, will want to be a part of what the Black Ferns have been able to do. And New Zealand Rugby will be licking their lips of what they've had. Set. <laughs> mm. They'll be having so many people knocking on their door, mate. You know, like the schools will be going crazy. The Just the right from five-year-olds all the way through to the, mm. the lady sitting at home watching – you know the Black Ferns playing. There'd be so much of a marketing opportunity here uh, for the for the uh, New Zealand rugby. So, yep, they just they got to keep the they got to keep the wheels turning, churn out more games, yep. get that Tri Nations mm. going against England and France, play those play those regular matches, and keep keep everyone's fire burning. Don't let it go out. When you think of global superstars, Ruby Tui would have to be one of the most. Marketable assets in that black fans right now, wouldn't she? Like, she's just 100%. a character. Like, look at the personality she talks after. It's so refreshing as a as a media, you know, broadcaster. You want to have some refreshing post match comments that aren't cliche, that aren't scripted, that just come from the heart. And that's what she does, man. And follows a, a company out there as well. Like, you think of marketing, how you can market Ruby Tui. She is a global superstar. Yeah, and and talks you know talks very very well mm. too in front of the camera. So the first first person everyone asks for, can I have Ruby Tory? Can I have Ruby yeah. Tory? You know what one yeah. liner? Yeah. What 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 are we going to capture from Rubes Rubes today? And may she honestly, I I just think that whole package came together for them. Yeah. You know the way that the narrative's being written, especially from the semi final. Like I don't think they'll get through France. They're just they're too tough in the middle. Oh, they get through them, and then the happiness comes back out. And while well, England are just going to dominate them, it's like, mate, it just never happens in World Cups. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm. you, you look at World Cups and you go, well, where did they come from? How did they get to that spot? And all of a sudden, you know, they've gone from eleven months of being, and I'm saying, being tonked up up mm. in the Northern Hemisphere, to coming out and beating those two teams in a, in a semi-final and a final, it'll be, honestly, there'll be some tears up in England today. They yep. would have thought they were bringing that cup home. They would have parade. <laughs> the parades are going to cancel the whole lot. So um, mm. good on good on the ladies. I hope they enjoyed their night last night. At uh, I've seen some of the socials at, uh, at Sir Ted's with the oysters yep. flowing and the champers. Oh, you deserve it all. You deserve it all. Yep. 
We'll see if Stacey's up because she limped off to a standing standing ovation. It's the entertainment value of the women's game. There's from an unknown texter. And then ooshed away Sarah Hidden. He reacted at full time in her performance for her team. That is fantastic. From Ed, yep. We're going to be talking Black Ferns after 8 o'clock. Stacey Flula coming on and then Kirsty Stanway to round out the show. But another one from Zade before we shoot off. Hi, boys. Zade here. For me, it would have to be Carlos Olberg. Gutted Israel Adosanya one. But I think his calf got kicked and was injured. Well, on that, Zade, we got Courtney Tidy coming up. She was over at the UFC 281. And we'll get all the reaction from over there in New York. Shooting off, come back with Courtney. Yes, welcome back. We're 15 away from 8. And right now we're going to be talking UFC 281. I booked it. I watched it. We watched it. Kempe down here. And it started off with a bang. Carlos Holberg. Probably... The knockout of the night, so, so good. It was, well, well before the prelims, and uh, it wasn't even on TV. You had to watch it on social. That's how earlier on in the fight night it was. But probably, yeah, probably not the night that CKB were after, but a couple of big performances from that, uh, a couple of CKB, Dan Hooker and Carlos Olberg flying the flag for the Kiwis. Pretty successful night for the boys, but obviously Israel Adesanya, not the... Ideal. Three losses now to Pereira. Probably the quickest way to a championship ever. I think he's only five fights for Pereira in the UFC. Huge, huge night. How, 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 um, I guess when you're looking at Rob Whitaker and those, those like sort of, mm. you know, been there in the, in the fount, uh, Fort Izzy and then Pereira comes through after five fights and takes a title. You know, the first thing I thought about was, man, who's lining up? Like, who wants to line up and fight him? You know, here's a, here's a guy that's come five fights. No one thought that Izzy would ever be beaten, and then uh, he's got the, he's gone and got the job done. So, um, I'm, I'm waiting to see who he puts who he puts a, um, in as a as the fir- first fight. Pereira and, and who who you got? Ooh, man, I, I think Whitaker's the next genuine option for him. Whitaker, I think yeah, Whitaker will probably. I don't know. Like Alessandro was, probably, it's probably a mental block for him, eh? Knowing what. Or oh, do they on. go like, straight back? Do they go straight back? Does he? Yeah, like I think he, there'll be a rematch in his calls for sure. We'll get an inkling from Courtney, eh? Courtney's just joined us from over in the US. Courtney, tidy, you're there. You're there. Does is he get a rematch in the claws? Is it there? Are we going to see take two? Morena, yes, we are. They are. They kind of, that's Eugene, uh, his coach last night, he said that's the first thing he said to them once they got in the cage. He said, we're coming for a rematch. Uh, he said to me, yep. make sure I talk to the TV people <laughs> in New Zealand to make it happen. I was like, I think, I think everyone everyone wants it. Uh, speaking to Pereira's camp last night after he won the title too. Mm. He said, yeah, for sure. And um, People were asking him, oh, sorry, that's New York traffic. Um, people were asking him, <laughs> like, does he want to fight anyone else before? He goes back to fighting Izzy, and he said, "No, I welcome a rematch straight away if that's what if that's what's best for the for the belt." Hey, Courtney, it's Kempy here. What what do you think um, was playing on Izzy's mind? He obviously had the scorecards headed in the right direction, and Pereira catches him late in the last round. What do you think it was like? Uh, a sort of in retrospect, that it played on his mind all those other times that they fought and. He just didn't really believe that he could get the job done? 
I think 100% it was playing on his mind and it was all week, <laughs> even Pereira, he said that um, mm. at the ceremonial weigh-ins. He's like, oh, Izzy was really quiet the first time we faced off. He didn't say anything. And then, so he, I think he could feel it too. And I think for Izzy, when he would talk to us, it was almost like, I want revenge. I want redemption. Mm. He's got two over me and a knockout over me. So I'm coming uh, this Saturday night and I'm going to get my revenge. And I think in the last round, I, honestly being there, I think Izzy wanted to prove a point to prove that he's not just going to win. He's going to win in style. He's going to knock him out and get uh, his redemption. But unfortunately... Obviously, it didn't work out like that. <laughs> Did he make a mistake in that final round? Like, I, I could, he was all over him. He was all over him, obviously, trying to grapple him to the ground and tire him out. And even the commentators, they were like, oh, maybe this was a bit quick for Pereira. His what, road to the championship might have happened too soon. And then he comes out and goes, boomfa, and knocks him out. Yeah, and Izzy said, actually, after the fight, he said just those um, leg kicks to his calf that... Mm. Um, Alex was working on. He said it really got him in it. He said he's been checked and it hit his um, one of his nerves in his leg. So he said that time, I've, if you remember, when he slipped over, he said that yeah. his leg actually gave way on him. And he said he knew then that just something wasn't right. And so mm. he knew he sort of just had to, you know, defend, but he knew he didn't have the power in his legs anymore. And I think, um, obviously, Pereira, he knew that too. And so... I mean, you've got to give full credit to both of them. But I think Izzy, like, he was up 3-1. We all had him 3-1 up. And then yeah, in that last yeah. round, we were just like, can't you? Yeah, just, you know, all he had to do was make it through <laughs> that round and he, he keeps the belt. Uh, it was tough watching. But someone that was enjoyable to watch was Carlos Olberg. He's firmly confirmed himself as a top contender in his division. How long until we see a number next to his name? Oh, my, it's not far away. I tell you what, like, everyone was so stoked with how he went, including, like, mm. Joe Rogan. He said, that's the best I've seen him fight. Eugene, he actually said after the fight when talking to him, he said, I was, this is the one I was actually nervous about, he said, because it was a big step up for Carlos. Like, he's had good fights, yeah. but this, like, um, Nigga Mariano, he was, you know, had way more experience. And what Carlos did to him... Like, we all couldn't believe it. And, you know, it was like a New Zealand takeover of Madison Square Garden. Everyone erupted. Like, we were just like, we, we were hoping Carlos would win. But we didn't think it would happen like that, like, in the first round. And what about uh, um, what about Coludio Pulis? Is that the, the, the strangest fight you've ever seen? Just oh, falling on his horrible. back all day? <laughs> <laughs> that was... Everyone was like, what is happening? And then even after the fight, Dan was like, I was standing there like, get up get up like what are you doing like we're here to fight we're here to brawl but he obviously wanted to take you know uh dan to the ground but dan was like, i'm not i'm not being part of this get up and stand up and fight me mm. but it was bizarre but the whole night was bizarre i think it was the record for the most knockouts on a card in history mm. at first it was um it was equal and now it, it, it's the most and then i think it's also the most first round knockouts too in UFC history. So we were all saying out the back, we're like, this is a very bizarre night. Imagine if all these fights actually went the distance. Because, I mean, we didn't get to interview Izzy till probably 3 a.m. So we're like, if all these Ooh. fights actually went the distance, we'd probably still be there right now. <laughs> it was a crazy <laughs> night. That fight was crazy. But Dan Hooker made he Claudio uh, you know, deal with it and kicked him in the guts and he gave up towards the end. Hey, we appreciate it, Courtney. You, hey, quickly, have you got the, have you got the best job in the world? Best job ever. 
Grateful, grateful. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous of your socials, though. You had the best events in the world. Love it. You're doing a good job, too, Courtney. Appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing your insights from UFC 281. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support. Oh, mate. Honestly, the best job ever, I reckon. Oh, there's what so many Kiwis card. up there, too. Is there are so many mm. Kiwis up there. They panned in the crowd. And... Uh, I, I recognised a couple. I recognised a couple. Mm. One, a couple of my mates are up there. I was just going to say to Courtney, "Go go and tell one stop eating all them hot dogs." <laughs> Imagine the food at oh, the event. The yeah, food. there you go. Ooh, Izzy sore calf. Yeah, I thought something happened, but he got up and he started fighting again. But nah, there's obviously nerve damage there. So, see what next Re- uh, rematch is on the cards. That was Courtney Tidy up there at UFC 281. Izzy losing his title to Pereira. We'll be back shortly to wrap up the hour. Yes, welcome back. We just spoke to Courtney Tidy about UFC 281. Adesanya losing his championship middleweight title to Alex Pereira. And oh, it just makes for an interesting Perth UFC Kempi that's been announced. Volkanovski, Volkanovski yeah. up against Markachev over there in Perth. Now, does Izzy have a rematch on the same card in Perth against Pereira because Courtney just announced it. Because you know how many Kiwis are over there. Oh, of plenty. course they'll try and get him, mate. I, don't, I, I, I reckon that's the only way to get it done is get it done straight away. Get it done. Rematch, that's what they want, and we'll see how that card unfolds already with Volkanovski trying to be a double weight class championship. Champion. How good. Coming up, Stacey Flula. We're going to chat to her. She limped off to a standing ovation. The entertainment value of the women's game is flying. Hopefully, Stacey is awake. She's had a coffee and her voice isn't like myself and Kempe's earlier on this morning. She'll be up and about. Anyway, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, shaping and building New Zealand. Get 20% off the Brute Range only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy, Uncle Kempi for Bricky on SCNZ. How good Monday, 14th of November. And it's just after 8 o'clock. Stacey's awake. Stacey's awake. She said, I got a bit of a, I lost my voice, so don't judge me. I said, hey, no one's going to judge you on here. We love you. You are the best of the best. And you deserve to celebrate like a champion. Oh, what a, what a legend.
Leisure, I can't wait to talk. I just want to read this message quickly. Morning, boys. Up the Black Ferns. Never doubted them. Thought they could have contested the lineouts a bit, but when it mattered, boy, it mattered. Just want to say, back in the day on Radio Sport, there were a lot of old boys saying, oh, women's rugby. Waste of time. A woman's sport. Waste of time. Well, a message to them. I hope they're choking on their pie. Humble pie. <laughs> Eat them up, you fossils. It's 2022. <laughs> Everyone is equal at this World Cup. And this World Cup has proved that. Great show, lads. Mean. SCNZ is on FM in the Naki Shot Kempi. <laughs> yeah, <Wee>. boy. <laughs> we all get the best FM stations down there, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. And, oh, that was uh, a great. Mate. That was a great text, mate. If you if you're not celebrating the the black ferns, mate, you need to give yourself an uppercut. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I think everyone's celebrating. We all believe in it. We all love what we're seeing. And mate, they have inspired the next generation. You spoke about it, Kimpy. The young kids around New Zealand will be running around calling themselves Stacey Flula, Ruby Tui. Sarah Hidani, Ruahei Damont, oh, Aisha, Letienga, mate, so, so good, Porsche woman. Mate, they're just absolute superstars, and one of them's going to join us right now, and I really appreciate her taking time out of her celebrations. I hit her up yesterday, I said, chances? And she goes, look, we've got a big day of celebration, but for you, I'll come on, and let's hope her voice can handle it. Morena to you. She's in the elevator, so we'll give her a wee minute. Are you out of the elevator yet, Stace? Just getting in. <laughs> <laughs> She's just getting in. It's okay. We might lose her for a wee minute. But, Stace, congratulations. You are just the champ of all champs. The way you played throughout this entire tournament, it's so good. How are you feeling, my friend? Oh, man. I think I haven't slept, like, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I can't believe what just happened. What just happened out there? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just can't keep my eyes closed. Hey, Stace, <laughs> hey, Stace, fantastic just to see you. I've been talking about that smile of yours running down sidelines at looking at other players scoring tries. Just tell us, everyone wants to know did you try and emulate Izzy by running over the dead ball line? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's definitely what I thought of when I did it. No. <laughs> um, just wanted to try and get as close to the goal post as possible, you know. So anything to help our kickers. Hey, as you know the drill. you got to help those kickers. And Renee Holmes, what a kicker she is. Look, honestly, talk us through that final. They get out to a 14-0 lead, and they're putting a hell of a lot of pressure on you. What were the messages out there? How were you able to, you know, come together and just – withstand that, that start that England put you under? Yeah, it was frustrating as a back. You know how it is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but it was, the talk was just to stay calm. Um, yep. it was, there was a lot of technical chat in terms of how to stop it. I know we didn't get up and mm. compete for the line-outs and we, and we let them kind of get that part. Um, yep. But as long as we stayed calm and focused, we did feel a little bit under the pump when... Um, they were getting those lineouts, but we knew we just needed the ball. And the first thing we we said at halftime was no lineouts, no penalties. So that was kind of our focus moving into the second half, and just to hold on to our ball. Um, we obviously had a few handling errors, which kind of sucked, and it could have been pressure on the girls. But 
Far out. At the end of the day, we won, so all good. <laughs> that's it, and that's all that matters, Ace. That's all that matters, Ace. They say, hey, look, you guys work your work your um, selves back into the game. They jumped out like everybody knew they would, but you never uh, lost faith. You know that that trust that um, your coaches instilled in you was resolute. Take me through the period where you got your nose in front and they were coming home with a wet sail. What was the chat like? Oh, yeah, well, unfortunately, I was limping off the field at that stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I couldn't watch it far out. I remember watching the last few minutes before the game, and I had my head buried in my hands on the sideline, and I knew they could have had that penalty to go for the line And every single time they used that, they scored. But out of nowhere, a miracle happened, and obviously Jonah... Got lifted up and managed to get a, a hand on the ball, so it, it allowed them to knock it on. Um, it was crazy, crazy atmosphere, and I know there were a lot of nerves, but man, we wanted to play with heart and attitude, and we showed exactly that right till that 80th minute. And I'm just so proud of the girls. But I have to give credit where credit's due. England played with 14 players, and to be that mm. that scoreline, to be that close, holy, what what an amazing thing. <laughs> Oh, well, don't, don't worry about it. We, we're not going to give them anything because we got the dub at the end of the day. Hey, just t- tell us about the last two days. Like, the last two days, how have they been for you? And how, like, how much, how happy are you that how inspired the country is and how much we've united to come together and support the women's rugby and the black friends? Yeah, it's been massive. Like, I know the girls are all still in shock. We've got a young team, um, Sarah Hunter had more caps than a whole Ford pack put together. Um, so for them, they, they just can't believe it. They're like, what What did we do? What just happened? I never saw myself here this early. Um, I know a lot of them had goals to achieve this in 2025, but three years earlier. Um, but everyone's stoked. Um, yeah, we celebrated hard yesterday. Went out to Ted's house. Waiheke, I'm sure you've been there, Izzy. Um, and... It's just amazing to see, like, we had the um, fans event yesterday down at Commercial Bay here in the city, and holy moly, thousands of people turned up. So many people, new supporters, new fans, people who have never watched rugby before now know who the Black Friends are, and how epic is that to see that they want to be like us in the future. Um, the opportunity is, is, is so amazing, and I'm just glad, and I know the girls are pr- um, proud to be a part of this legacy of Machine. Hundred percent. You've you've nailed it all in one there, Stace. Just tell us, Stace, where what was the magic? What was the magic that was driving everyone? When you when you look back on it over the last couple of days, what can you put your finger on to say, man, that was I'll never ever forget that because of this. Yeah, I think there's three things we can think about. The first one was belief, um, belief in our systems, our game plans, our coaches. Second one was playing with fun and freedom, and you and you saw that out there. Um, but but the biggest one for me um, with the girls, and we talked about it all week, is you have to be physical on the field, um, and and that's exactly what we bought. We bought that physicality, um, slipped at times, but that probably defines the true definition of a championship team: is that the way you can conduct yourself in those pressure moments in front of a forty-two thousand sellout Eden Park. Holy, we've never experienced anything like it. But for the girls to come out and and trust that and bring that physicality, oh, I can't even deal with Like, I'm so buzzing. <laughs> well, get this. 1.3 million viewers watching you on telly. How does that feel? <laughs> oh, 
Holy moly, I hope those three million viewers continue watching because there's going to be so many more epic games like that. <laughs> so, well, just on that quickly, this is a start, and this is only the, the you know scratching the surface really of what can be achieved. What would you like to see? For the Black Ferns going forward, like series and India tour, like, we need more test matches against opposition because we know with the limited amount we've had now, what can be achieved? Mm. Yeah, I talked about it um, on Saturday night to the media that, yeah, we 100% need more tests, but we need more tests against, um, with bringing the lower tier teams up. Like, you, you can't just keep making the best the best and having two or three teams yeah. sit at the top. We need to bring everyone else up with us. So, obviously more competition, and we need to play England and France way nice. more than we do. Um, an India tour would be absolutely amazing for the girls um, any day of the week. And, and you know that being an all-black, um, they, they, you have to play the best to be the best. Um, so if we can do that and continue building that platform moving forward, then far out this game is just going to go to crazy heights. Obviously, it's our first year professional contract with the 15, so... There's more coming, and I'm so excited to, to watch that and be a part of it. I'll spend that bonus wisely. Hey, Stace. <laughs> <laughs> bonus, eh? Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> oh, there's got to be a bonus at the back Oi, of that. Let's Surely. give them a bonus. Mark Robinson, <laughs> give these ladies a bonus. You have to, mate. you got 100%. plenty now. Get, get in those yeah, pockets. We need, a, we need to go on holiday now. <laughs> and a holiday. Give them a holiday as well. Pay for that. Send them, send them up to um, Vimo, somewhere like, <laughs> somewhere beautiful. Hey, Stace, just when, you, when you're standing out there and, you know, you've been in the sevens and been around playing some, in some really big games, but when you're looking out at your home support and you see that stadium mm. full, what was that like? Fire, honestly. When you walked out for that national anthem and you looked up and saw every single seat was taken, I was absolutely mind-blown. I had goosebumps all over me. My heart was racing of excitement, of happiness. To know everyone was there to watch us like holy moly. And then mm. obviously in front of my fam, um, my friends, and then special moment, my haka, my whanau did a haka for me at the end. And it's something I'll oh, cool. ever forget. Like, honestly, the best time ever. And I don't think they'd ever be able to watch me play in a World Cup final at home ever again. Oh, I saw that. That was an awesome week snippet there that I saw on social media. Honestly, so, so good. Just quickly, Stace, we'll let you go. I feel so bad on you after you probably want to go have a little nap. But no, all good. What, what, next, what next for for yourself and the other seven girls, the sevens players? Are you going to slip back into the seven circuit or are you going to have a wee bit of a break? What do you, what's I tried going really for? hard. I did. I did try hard to get to Dubai, Cape Town next week, but um, my ankles <laughs> told me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually going. I'm going on a few holidays off to the Maldives next week um, with my husband for R and R, Kauai. Yeah. And then going going to Japan and Fiji a few weeks later. But um, the girls are a well deserved break. We're on six weeks leave. Um, we haven't had a holiday big year with Com Games and Sevens World Cup, so. We're ready to put the feet up and then hopefully we're hissing come back the new year for Hamilton 7. We need you there. Oh, we need you awesome. there. We need that crowd that came out on Saturday to be at Hamilton 7 in 2023. Well, I'm getting an understanding from everyone on the text machine and the calls we've had coming through, Stace, that everyone is right behind women's rugby and we <laughs> believe and we love it. We love what you're displaying. We appreciate your time this morning, Stacey Flula. Go enjoy your holiday with your husband, Rick. And enjoy it, and we appreciate it. Well done, Stace. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, team.
There she is. How Stacey good. Flula, celebrating the energy, mate. Oh, it's oh, go- I can't stop smiling. I can't stop smiling, mate. How can you not? How can you not want to support the ladies when they're, they're just full of that energy? Mm. The transfer of that's unbelievable. Well done. So good. I'm just happy she answered her phone. I was a little bit apprehensive. Like, oh, is she going to be awake? But she said, yeah, I'm awake, but don't laugh at my Well, mate, we know that, eh? We know that. And after, <laughs> after finals football, winning or losing, it is so hard to get people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, to have people on a Monday, you know, count, we count our lucky stars. Got some numbers. Oh, <laughs> we got some numbers so much. I just sent her a message. Thank you so much. Back to bed. <laughs> Back to bed you go. All right. What'd you hey, say? Uh, nah. Three days had been asleep since Saturday night. <laughs> oh, mate, you can understand. Like, this is their biggest moment in their lives and their careers. And, mate, even yesterday, Kimpy, I was watching it on repeat. I was watching the highlights on repeat, just getting goosebumps every single time. And that last moment when we got up and we, we stole their ball on that line out, knowing that four out of five times they just scored a rolling more try. And we went up and competed and we got the win and we got it back. No, everyone would have thought oh, that too. Everyone would have thought that, the penalty. Like Even Stace said that. Like They've done that. They've gone, they go down there. That's what they do. They get win the line out. Just the rolling more, get over the line. You know, Hooker scores four tries, not three. And they can't get the ball. They can't get the job done. Yeah. The pressure, eh? The pressure. Yeah. And that's the moment, the, the biggest moment. That's what everyone will be talking about in that team. Like, that was the biggest moment of the game. It got them home. And Matt's loving them. I know we're often too quick to judge things like this, but this Black Ferns team is a lay-down mazia to be Halberg Team of the Year. In fact, the overall supreme Halberg winner. They embody everything we love about sport and beam Kiwis. The way they've engaged with the public, honestly, the way they've engaged with the public has been phenomenal. They've connected in on another level. Absolutely outstanding. I hope the big wigs make the most of this and capitalise on the momentum they've created. Love them. Cheers from Matt. Well, and the collective bargaining agreement, are they a part of that? They have to be. Well, I mean, you have ha- to be. And, ha- and they don't get a bonus. You, well, you know England, mm. they missed out on a £30,000 a bonus. So they went at home missing. Kiwis, the, the Blackfoots didn't have a bonus. I'd love to see them have a bonus. The, the All Blacks, well, they should they get one. a bonus. Yeah. All Blacks win a World Cup, 150 grand each. Yeah. In their back pocket. Yeah. The Blackfoots deserve something. They get nothing. I if, I was a, if I was a current All Black, I would give up, I would mm. give up something in my All Black contract to give back to those women. Mm. You know what I mean? It's totally even if agree. it's a week, even if it's a week, Weekly bonus or whatever you're on up there, um, but no, they got to get something. Have to, have to. They're going on a six weeks holiday, six week holiday, and well deserved because it has been a big, big year. Capped off with a win, and you know what? I'm going to chase down Smithy too. Go get Wayne Smith on the cards and see if he's going to announce his 28th retirement. <laughs> He'll never retire. He'll never retire, Wayne Smith. Well, the day he does it, I'll eat my hat. I've really done a couple of hats on the show anyway. We'll go hear from Paulie Moati and see where he's at. Any punters had any big wins over the weekend? Did anyone get paid? I know a couple of my family members got paid with uh, that win from the Blackfern, so how good. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back with Paulie Moati. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast talking. 
Black Ferns. Ooh, how good. Stacey Flula, if you missed it, head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SCNZ app and the podcast. And you can get that interview with uh, well-celebrated Stacey Flula. And we're going to have Paulie Moati get his reaction. Time for a TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Moati, good morning to you, brother. Yeah, good morning, boys. Morning, Paul. How you going, mate? How you going? How was the weekend for the tab? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as you said, there, there were a few people at Eden Park on Saturday night supporting the uh, Black Ferns, and uh, there were a whole lot more that jumped on the Black Ferns as well at around $2.50 to beat the Red Roses of England. So um, quite a bit of money flowed out the door on Saturday night into punters' pockets. Um However, a little bit flowed back with uh, Israel Adesanya uh, getting yeah. uh, knocked over in uh, the UFC 281. So, yeah, a little bit came back on Sunday, but a whole lot flowed out the door on Saturday night. And, and well done to those punters who, who backed the professor. Uh, and the, the, oh, the, they just played so well. They played. They so played it was the beautiful game. Are you entertained now, Paulie? You think this this competition that the Black Ferns have have done? What are you expecting? Uh, is something next? Some competitions to arise from this? Some more international oh, there rugby? Has, there has to be. Yeah, there has to be um, regular uh, a regular test match schedule for the Black Ferns, both home and away. Um, pretty much like the All Blacks. Yeah, this is now Beautiful. in the hands of the uh, rugby union now to sort that out. Mm. Paulie, what about the BGB? Yeah. What about the boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, deep, yeah. deep, deep <laughs> sigh there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, Kempi. Yeah, uh, there's a few empty chairs at work today. Uh, uh, people are. <laughs> so, the, the, what yeah, was the total the in there? Are you allowed to share the total? Are you allowed to share the total? What, what did they end up? If you're able yeah, to. Yeah, I think they made a profit of around just over half a million. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, not, not a bad week's work for the boys get paid. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see when. <laughs> see, that's almost like a UFC bout in itself. The boys get paid <laughs> up against uh, the bookies there at the tavern. Um, I've got to say, uh, boys get paid, knock the bookies out this uh, weekend. Knock them out. Oh. Well, you got a chance to get yeah. it back today, Paulie. What's it look like yeah. down there in Canterbury? Reckoning. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. A, a sort of a Monday meeting that we didn't expect to have. So here we go. Group one, uh, 1,000 guineas, and um, no surprises. Uh, pretty much all of the action is on Legato. She's a dollar forty. Um, they're throwing Legato into any number of multis as well. So if Legato, uh, by some way, gets knocked over today, um, there'll be a lot of multis that get thrown in the bin. But uh, the way she's uh, performed so far, she's looked by far and away uh, the class fully in that field. So Legato, $1.40, forty, uh, very well backed. I'm looking at the New Zealand Cup market as well. Uh, Stephen Marsh, he's got the favourite there. And the punters love Starry Bill. Uh, $4.20 uh, opened up. Now into $4. Uh, Kevin Myers and LJ on the second line are, are betting. 
at $4.50. They're the two that they like at the top of the market, but there's been a wee bit of specking, a wee bit further down the page. Uh, Mark Walker and the Tiako team, uh, leaderboard uh, at $26. We've seen a wee bit of money on leaderboard with the South African jockey, Craig Zaki. Uh, to ride. So leaderboard at $26 has seen a wee bit of support from punters. There you go. He was meant to be ridden, uh, meant to be ridden leaderboard by Josh Parr, but obviously pushing out. Josh Parr's gone home. He left home on yesterday, so he won't be riding for Tiako or uh, leaderboard today. Hey, appreciate it, Paulie. Anything else quickly before we let you go? No, no. We're just yeah, looking at our wounds here today. Okay. Um, hopefully, yeah, yeah, we'll be able to get back uh, stuck into it this week. Don't worry, I'm sure we'll have a go. And uh, uh, to, it just seems like a, a wee bit of a, after the grand, big final at Eden Park, it just seems a wee bit of a calm after the storm now. <laughs> I just love it when someone gets over the TOB, Paulie, so go lick your wounds, <laughs> mate. Get out of here. <laughs> have yeah. a good day, hey, boy. Uh, there he is, TAB Live Update with Paulie Mwari. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly, R18. The BGP boys getting it done. And I've seen a couple of tickets on social. Everyone is up and about investing into that little syndication group and getting rewarded. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back with the Choices Flooring Poll results. Here's Aloha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Spring catalogue, inspiring savings on carpet, timber, hybrid, luxury, vinyl, window furnishings and rugs. Boys, the Choices Flooring poll question was, who had the best individual performance of the weekend? You voted by fire with Stacey. If you, uh, we had her on just earlier this morning. If you want to catch that, you go to the uh, podcast channels and listen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, but secondly, second was Sunday's Sun with 18%. Mm. Boys, I, I haven't heard much about what happened at uh, Addington on Friday. What a tough race. Yeah. Honestly, Sunday Sun. Um, I don't know if you remember, but we're talking uh, about Sunday Sun, Dexter on the on the weekend. Um, and he had Magic Mountain, was it? Is he? Magic Mountain was... Muscle Mountain. Muscle Mountain. And I just threw to him, is that the Quinella? Well, Muscle Mountain came up the inside, Joe. Is about, I don't know, 100 metres out and poked its head in front. And Sunday Sunday led all the way and she fought back, mate, and got it on the line for her third, which was unbelievable. They actually punched, they punched, they fist punched each other going over the finish line. Straight after the finish line, they fist punched each other first and second. Stable on fire. What was that, Quinella? What was that, Quinella thing? Oh, I'm not, I'm not, the... yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'll go have, I'll go have a look. Yeah, go and have a look. I'll, mate, but I will tell you a little story, Joe. On the weekend, so as he we're sitting down, as he goes, mate, BGP boys have pumped Cyrus, and I've gone really. He goes paying twelve dollars. Well, I'm paying eight dollars. One it is. It actually paid. They got it at twelve bucks. They got it, they at, got 12 it at twelve dollars. Twelve and a half grand on the nose. So it's like like a minute and a half, minute and a half to 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 drop the race. So I've got straight on and gone right. I'm going to put that in a multi, and I had been given this one at Newcastle. 
All right, so I'll put in this, this one in Newcastle, paying $12. $12. So I get a minute, I'm going through Newcastle, hit Newcastle, and there's this horse in there. The one that I was meant to back was called First Lane, but I hit Newcastle, it said um, Shame to Fame. It had that fame and with my <laughs> dyslexic. All I could think of was the aim, aim. So I've hit the, the thing, and then the race has jumped, and Cyrus has won, and I've gone, Izzy, I've got a multi-gun in tomorrow, $12. Well, guess what? First Lane won at Newcastle. But I've hit Newcastle harness, shame to fame. <laughs> no, it was meant to be first lane, and it's paid twelve. I would have had pocket loads of it, and I've told it was twelve dollars shot into a twelve dollars shot. Wasn't twelve dollars into a twelve dollars shot, multi, unbelievable. And I've just, I just started laughing because my mates will laugh when they when they listen to this. I do that all the time. Jesus, did you rip up the dance floor on Saturday night to forget about of it, course, Kippy? Of course, of course. How was the Grand Tour, boys? Is, is it back on today again, um, Izzy? Is it- uh, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. My wife was working and she was a bit like, yeah, she didn't know what was going on. She had to go do some investigating. It was, yeah. Just it was so you know, Joe, just on that. Is, is, is his wife, she works. Hundred <laughs> percent. Not only not only looking after the daggy. I was gonna say, yeah. But she also works, mate. She <laughs> works hard, mate. She's hard. She's a very very hard worker. I gotta say, Daisy Dag is like the so so hospitable. Such a great lady. Um, spending a couple of days down there with with both of them, mate. Just you need to you need to take some time out, brother. You need to take some time out and look after yourself, okay? Because you are hundred miles an hour. Kimby, don't do me on that on radio, please. <laughs> no, we loved having you down there, brother. We loved having you down there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Joey. It's um today. I don't expect any numbers to be there today. There might be the odd one that'll head down, but I don't know if the Grand Tour is taking place. Probably not. Saturday it was a full house, and look, the racing was obviously called off. But uh, what I saw, uh, everyone enjoyed their time and. Um, had, had had some fun and well just on that someone's come through when are we getting Bruce Sharrock on well Kempi's fired the message and hopefully Bruce will come on tomorrow is that confirmed Kempi? Yeah that's right no he's all, he's all good to come on tomorrow so after the show we'll just uh, slot a time in yep. there with Joe um, our men in the kitchen they're the ones who work that for us so uh, we'll get Bull on and he's got no problem mate he's very transparent so be good to have Bruce on actually talking about it because I know he's got an answer and he'll be working through that and it'll be good to get an update on exactly not just where Rickerton is because I don't know if you know but Owen Pooney was was candid um, yeah. on fr- on Friday so he had a Friday and a Saturday can, which was um, it wouldn't been a good weekend for him. But you know, we still went along, Izzy. You know, you set up the marquee. We had a good time. I caught up with so many friends down there that I hadn't seen for a long time. Um, I'll tell you one guy I haven't talked for a little while is Greg O'Connor. Like, mate, he's such a good dude. You know, he um, he's filling me in on what's happening down there in Christchurch and the harness racing. He obviously is a, is a big component of SENZ. Um, and just, uh, you know, he, he was bringing all the, the jockeys up, the harness boys up to say hello. Blair Orange, a good mate of mine from way back, and it's good to catch up with Blair. Um, yeah, so nice. I, I still enjoyed it. Even though the racing wasn't on, I still enjoyed yeah. going, going down and, and uh, having a good day. It was insane then. Not a ticket. You couldn't get a ticket. <laughs> People chasing tickets. Out. If you want a ticket, yeah. if you ever want a ticket to something sold out in, in Ototahi, phone Daggy. 
<laughs> He'll get you in anywhere. <laughs> no way. No way. That's what Sam Kane did. Great to have Sammy Kane down here. And uh, we kicked on back at my house. It was a good night to boot. Anyway, we're going to go away and we're going to come back and have Kirsty Stanway on. She was at the Black Ferns performance. She was there through the entire World Cup. Oh, she did a fantastic job. Her first time doing sideline commentary. And from the start to finish, she absolutely nailed it. And we're going to be talking Movember as well. Because we've got a new challenge, a new week. Kempi's come up with a wee doozy. How good. Hey, boys, Maradona was the hand of God. Now it's Joanna Nanwu. Unbelievable game from Rick. Rick is a believer. He has been inspired. He's come back with Kirsty Stanway. Yes, that's right. Over the past couple of weeks, we've been competing against the run home in a series of challenges to help raise funds and awareness for Movember because together we can change the face of men's, of men's health. Last week, Kirsty crushed Kempe in a game of horse to even the competition at one apiece after we took the first week by pumping out 360 press-ups over four shows. We're now into week three, and Kirst is on the line to hear our latest challenge for the drive team. Morena, Kirst. Morena, team. Can I just say, go the Blackburn. Oh, how good, Kirst. How good, how eh? You're the girl. Honestly, greatest weekend of rugby and greatest weekend of sport for our country. That was amazing. Oh, we just had Stacey on. She was. How good was she? Oof. Oh, had to be one of the players of the match, eh? Man, she was just so speedy, so quick. That try that she scored and the try that she set up as well. It was like, like honestly, it was like fairy tale stuff, eh? It was, everything was meant to be. Everything happens for a reason, you know? And for those women that got absolutely thrashed on the end of your tour, to turn that around in 11 months is just, that's incredible. You're on the sideline. You're on the sideline. What was the moment for you, the best moment? Oh, Oh, there was too many. There was that was honestly like the most intense game of rugby. Eh? That woman <laughs> had everything, and it had us all off our seats. I'm pretty sure I, I never sat on my seat for 80 minutes because I was so nervous standing up with the crowd just roaring behind me. But you can't go past Jonah. Her mm. mo- that won the match for them. She is yep. the hero of the rugby world cup because if she didn't go up and win that line out bag, they would have scored. Right? That was the moment. Yes. That was definitely the moment. Oh. Kirstie, you've been at many games for the All Blacks. You've been in some environments, some pretty special arenas. Is this a different crowd that we're, we're witnessing there? Like the way that Ruby Tui made them sing Tutera Mina and just oh get them going. God. It's a crowd. Okay, a crowd yeah, that was I've my favourite moment. <laughs> that was my favourite moment. I take it back. Um, no, honestly, it, it was so amazing. And I think she has changed the game and she's changed the face of sport in New Zealand forever. Like the way that she has got the country behind. Because, you know, as we know, if you fall in love with the players, you fall in love with the team and you feel invested. And she's made people care. She's made people love the Blackburns and want... And then you go and watch them and you fall in love with them even more because they play the most amazing style of rugby. And you're like, Wayne Smith, can you you come over to the All Blacks and take over every other sporting team in New Zealand? Because he's just a genius. But... That, that crowd is different. It is so different. It's like family orientated. It's like a festival. It's like a celebration. It's so much more than sport. It's like, it's actually quite hard to describe what it's like. Like I've been, yeah. I've been sitting here for the last, what, 36 hours just re-watching moments from that final. And I still can't, it just 
it honestly has it sunk in, but it hasn't sunk in. And I I try and talk about it, and then I can't find words because it was it was just mm. so remarkable the whole thing. And man, I just feel so proud to be a Kiwi. So and, proud. And so you've proud. You've done your part to uh, Kirsten on the sideline there and bringing all of that wonderful. Um, emotion and, and energy from those ladies back to our screen. So well well done to you and we'll be we'll be talking about this all week. I guarantee you right throughout SCNZ. Um but we'll talk about this forever, won't we? We will we'll talk about it <laughs> But there's another World Cup going on and it's Movember. Oh. It's the breakfast team <laughs> against the drive team and mate I thought I was going all right too and I sunk four out of five shots and then you've <laughs> stepped up and nailed it. And got me last week with Ask horse. Ask about playing me in basketball. Yeah, oh. I know, I know. Don't yeah. start. Mate, she's competitive as. So I've had to, I've had to come up with an, a good one for this week. So, Kirst, we're on this week, and what I've decided to do was come up with a, a deck of cards, and each card has an exercise, and we're going to draw those cards today. Today it's me and you. Tomorrow it's Beeve and Izzy. And whatever the yeah. numbers come that up. sounds like you guys are playing drinking games on the weekend. Well, it works. It works <laughs> It works really well. There's actually a game of golf in here. If you draw number four, that's a game of golf. But if you draw number one or number two, it's an eight, it's an 8K walk. <laughs> so there's some, there's some decent. I think I'd rather the golf. Okay, well, let's see. I'm going to, okay, get ready because I'm going to draw your card. Okay. And just so that you know, I've just whacked out another 80 push-ups today. I'm still doing the push-ups. We're three weeks in. Yeah. So I've got 10 more to go. Come on, your chest doesn't need any more. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you've got number three. Number three is a 5K walk. So you got to do a 5K oh, walk today. Oh, brilliant. Okay, right. that sounds great. And what about you? What are you doing? Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're just about to go. Just chill, chill out. I know you want me to go and get this done. Here we go. And Joe, can I have a please? Drum roll. There you go. Mine's a six. And my number six is I've got to mow the lawns. Oh, awesome. <laughs> you buy those lawns, Kempi. I hope I, I, I don't, don't get that lawns. I've got that in yesterday if I had instead of with his right on. I'll tell you what, Lucky Daggy didn't get that. He's got 10Ks. He's got 10Ks to get around. Oh, not mine, those lawns. Hell no. Oh. Hell no. 5K walk. Kirsty will eat that up. And talking about basketball, she's an absolute cheat. She's a grub out on that basketball court. Oh, she's, you know, contact and basketball, no good. Kirsty. Contact all day. <laughs> Quickly, Kirsty, just before you go, does a five-year-old girl, Kirsty Stanway, ever think she'll be calling a rugby a rugby World Cup in her home country? Using my words against me? No, I'm, <laughs> I I never ever. Literally, I'm thirty, and thirty-year-old me can't believe that I just did that. I'm I'm overwhelmed. I'm like it's. I just can't. I just can't believe it all. It's crazy. You are yeah. absolutely killing it. You know how much love I got for you, and uh, keep up the unbelievable work you're doing so well. And uh, congratulations on calling probably the greatest game in New Zealand I've probably ever witnessed. It was so good. I'm a believer. I'm a true supporter of women's rugby. It's so good. Well done, Chris. Enjoy your 5K walk. Enjoy the the lawn, (laughs) Kimpy. Don't worry. Hey, don't forget, you've got to take some socials too at 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5Ks. Perfect, easy. I'll go and do it now. All right, good girl. All right, beautiful. Kirsty Stanway, Talking Black Ferns, and obviously our Movember 
competition. Kempi's got to mow lawns. I can't wait to see that. He's so good. <laughs> Have you even got a big lawn? Got a big lawn, Kempi? Uh, not as, yeah, well, <laughs> it normally takes me about, uh, if I do it properly, about 35 minutes. So, because uh, um, it's just not mowing the lawns. You know, you got to strum it and then you got to blow it, blow mm. all the grass out and rake it all up and that. So, mate, it's a good little, good little bit of exercise. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. We'll shoot off and we'll come back and wrap it up with Smithy. Yes, welcome back. Nearly finishing our show. Let's cross over and get here from Rick Dog, Ricardo Ball. How you doing, brother? Yeah, good. Thanks, Izzy. How are you, bro? All good. All good, mate. Had a huge show talking. Wow, mostly Black Ferns, because how good was it, mate? How you doing? What do you got for us today? Oh, well, mate, we're going to catch up with Jamie Wall. He was at Murrayfield today, so uh, nice. we'll get the uh, we'll get the feeling from uh, from over there about the Ferns as well, because I know he was watching that too. Uh, ben Ransom mm. from Sky Sport UK. We'll talk about all the things that England lost over the weekend, which would be nice. Um, <laughs> Hot Rod McSwain, former pro MMA fighter, is going to join us to talk the UFC card. Brandy Alexander after 11 as well. So, yeah, pretty full full dance card is full dance card and man you oh, just won so Rick Dog's happy <laughs> ass oh, is he's a big United fan too aren't you uh, yeah but mate it's probably like supporting the Warriors you know it's pretty hard sometimes <laughs> they're not that bad they're not that bad bud. They, don't have, they, don't, they don't have that many jerseys either uh, you're right you're right they don't mate hey I look forward to hearing your show brother no doubt there's plenty to talk about so have a good day and uh, we'll be back tomorrow appreciate all the messages coming through supporting well our black ferns who did a stellar job talking about it congratulations Stacey Flula if you missed it go have a listen she was on the money and she absolutely loved it she's gonna go away and have a well earned holiday with her husband Ricky so uh, appreciate it back tomorrow to rip into some more sport Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.